Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. Aaron, I have thoughts. Uh, okay. Do you know that... you? So, Twitter has changed things. Twitter has changed things? Do you not know this? No. So, they so they updated everything to 280. You, now, every tweet is going to have 280 characters in it. Double the amount? They double the amount. But... They also increased the name of your display name can now have 50 characters. I didn't even know there was a limit on that, honestly. Yeah. What's our display name? Probably Podcast, Podcast Moa. Moa. Podcast Moa. Yours is... Then yours is Aaron Weir. And mine was Kevin Weir. I'm going to admit now. Now it's Kevin. I did not realize there was a limit, Weir. <laughs> That's funny. Because I had to goof a little bit. Um, is my Twitter... Like, do I have to upgrade the app to get all of the new character limits? I mean, I imagine so. But if you want to your computer... You oh, can my just, computer. Um, you can, yeah, it's, they change it from, like, the characters into just, like, a circle that slowly fills up. But now it's 280. I mean, I like that it's a circle that slowly fills up. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's harder to I'm count. I'm into that. I mean, the thing is that you could count the numbers when it was, true. like, numbers. But I guess now it's 280. It's just whatever. Man, I just tweeted, like yesterday there's it, it was like yesterday oh yeah no it's right here november 6th we expanded the character count in certain languages to make it easier to share what's happening i don't but like not in all languages um i don't know uh, who knows maybe there's things they had updated with certain characters all right i mean i i don't imagine a lot i don't know how um Japanese or Korean or Mandarin work with their characters. Because a lot of their... Their languages are, like, different character Yeah, like, completely different. I mean, they have characters. Yeah, but... So, I imagine their limit... Was might different? Be, might be different in China, because their internet is... That's true. That's a whole different thing. That's a whole different thing. I, I mostly... Okay, so a lot of people don't like it. <laughs> and I find a lot of them are writers. <laughs> Well, because we understand that, understand that, like part of the benefit, part of the thing about Twitter that made it its thing was that it mm. demanded conciseness, and creativity comes from constraints. I tell my girls that all the time. Yeah, and it's that makes you sound like you have children. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my friends and colleagues. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and. <laughs> Because I never actually liked Twitter threads either. I didn't like the no. one when they're like, here's 28 separate and discreet tweets to explain this point. Sometimes they're not even separate and discreet. Like, it just stops and the next one just, like, picks up exactly where the previous yeah. one left off. Because my feeling has always been is that if your thought cannot get into the 140 characters, don't use Twitter as your medium. It is – it's not – <laughs> it's I not mean, a place for, like, treatises and manifestos. I use a lot of links, though, but li- in Twitter. And it compresses them, but only to a certain degree. Yeah, I don't mind links and photos as much, because that just seems like, I guess, kind of a clever way to get around. And I can just ignore them if I want. Well, and this this will give me more room to say something and a link. Because though Twitter automatically compresses links, yeah. it doesn't completely compress them. So you're still... Yeah. If you have a long link, then you are I mean, we, constrained we, by had, the characters you can we've use. We've had problems when we put up the uh, the titles for some of the uh, the podcasts, where if they're too long... It like, just cuts it, off. It, no, no, it just takes up the entire thing. The entire thing is just the podcast link. And you're like, darn it, I need some hashtags. Hashtag Padron family. But I would I would rather have, like, if like, if they had those links, they just ended up being, like, separate things yeah, or whatever. The, yes, I would prefer it if the, the, the links, links just didn't count towards the character count at yeah. all. That would be... 
ideal. And I know it seems like a silly thing to complain about. That's essentially what you got on Twitter. You got the people who are complaining about <laughs> the people who are like, oh, everyone's complaining about the 280 characters. But, uh, but uh, uh, I'm like, I know it's I know it's not a huge thing. But guess what? There's some really bad things going on right now. That I don't feel comfortable just exactly. like. But you know what I can about. just complain about? The fact Twitter. that. Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. And you know who I blame for it? It's Donald Trump. Uh, that seems I actually, No, I actually do because yeah. he keeps on using Twitter as an official platform yeah. for like policies. I'm like, no, it's it's not. It's a social media Someone take platform. away his Twitter. <laughs> um, KJ Appa should not be in charge of his own Instagram and Donald Trump <laughs> should not be in charge of his own Twitter. And that's, a, that's the way I feel. That's about on the same line. Yeah. 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 yeah it's the same yeah. line. Cool. Uh, so, Kevin. Are you done with Twitter? Yeah. Have you got it off your chest? Yeah, I got it. I have a really important question for you. Yeah. Have you watched Stranger Things yet? I did watch Stranger Things. What? Oh my god! This is episode five, When a Stranger Calls. When a Stranger Calls. So this cuts, this picks up exactly (laughs) where it left off. Like the line of dialogue continues because we watch with the recap. Like the recap (laughs) ends with, with, uh, did you say this is the Black Hood? I can't even remember the line. It goes like, this is the Black Hood. Why are you calling me? Like, it's great. It's It's just like a play where the act break picks up exactly where the first act left off. It made me feel very good. Um, So I have a, so the killer is like, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the Black Hood, and here's my scary and modulated voice. And Betty's like, how do I know it's really you? And he, he proves it by saying the thing she deciphered in the which in like the letter, yeah. which is, I will end this where all began. But didn't she shout that out at the... I think she just shouted the Black Hood is here. I thought she said... He, he said he was, gonna, he was going to um, uh, strike where everything started. I know that's not a big thing. Like, yeah, he sure. May have. I don't remember because I don't think we should. We, we should suspect that someone else in that room was just like, I bet I could prank Betty. Well, I mean, this comes up later, but we can say it now. The two letters from the Black Hood were maybe not written by the same they person. They had different handwriting. But you know what? I don't trust anyone that Sheriff Keller works with. Yeah, and also there's been a lot of things that have sort of proved that handwriting. Is does. not, yeah. Well, because, like, thing, things can change how you handwrite. Like, different stressful situations. Stressful situations. What the surface you're writing on. Different pen, different paper. Yeah. And, like, there's a, there's a lot you can get from handwriting sometimes. But, I don't know, just all the research that I've read has been... It's not conclusive. We'll get to that when that goes up. I don't want us to talk yeah. about science yet. <laughs> science. Anyway... Um, what the Black Hood wants, he wants the same thing as Betty. He wants to cleanse the sin from Riverdale. <laughs> Which Betty didn't even say in her Betty's speech. Betty's like, I mean, I just wanted people to stop being mad at the South Side. It seems like you're, it seems like you're trying to use me as some sort of excuse for your actions. This is clear psychological, like, serial, like, serial path. Yeah, yeah. Like, like this, this is what a serial path does. Th- this is Serial screen. path. <laughs> uh, I'm going to keep doing it. I said it's yes. too much. Serial path. It's we're coining a new phrase. It's a bad phrase. Psychology textbooks. It's a bad phrase. Don't do it. They're, it's coming. It's a trap. In 2020, there's going to be serial path in all of the psychology textbooks. Yeah, calling he, it now. He mostly calls at this point just to kind of like let her know that he's he's about murdering. Yeah, he's like, hey, 
I'm here. I don't, did he talk about, he talked about yeah. Polly now. He yeah. knows where Polly is. She's yeah. at the farm. Yeah. And he's like, I know her sin. Can we talk about how this black hood guy has to be some sort of demigod for all the things that he knows? I think he's like Gossip Girl, where he has informants everywhere. Ah, and yes. And also like A on Pretty Little Liars, where he has informants everywhere. Oh, so so they took <laughs> tropes from other teen dramas and put it in this one, but did the, did the logical thing and made them serial killers. Well... Sorry, serial attempted murderers. A on Pretty Little Liars is also sort of an attempted... I guess pretty, pretty, yeah, pretty little li- killer. Yeah, pretty little lies is a little bit different. Uh, but Alice Cooper comes in and Amelia hops on her judgmental of how much she does not like Jughead being legally forced into <laughs> going to Southside High. Ever since he went down south, he's just been going down south. I'm like, Alice, the law made him do that. Also, Alice, when he didn't live on the south side, he lived in a movie theater because he didn't have a home. So there's so, that. Also, wh- wait, did, wait, he moved in with his dad partway through the se- season, didn't he? Yeah, but that was also in the South Side. He lives but, in the same place. So, but they just didn't know. They didn't know he was out of district of Riverdale High. I guess. I mean, I guess they now think he legally lives with his foster family. But there is no way FP's trailer is not on the South Side. I want to ask you something, Aaron. Uh, so we used to live in a town uh, called Maple Ridge. Yeah. How big was Maple Ridge? So, how many high schools were in Maple Ridge? Three. Three high schools. Yeah, Garibaldi, um, Maple Ridge High, and Thomas Haney, which was, like, the self-directed school that no one ever graduated from. So, they were just going to different <laughs> high schools. And then, then, then Thomas Haney would be like, we have a 100% graduation because, like, the three kids who stayed there for grade 12 super graduated. <laughs> And there, Solid work. There may have been a Catholic high school, too, so maybe four. Okay, I'm just trying to, th- fi- I'm trying to figure out. I spend most of this episode trying to figure out the size of Riverdale. I think it's approximately the size of Maple Ridge, only without the weird, uh... The weird, like... The, well, Maple Ridge was very stretched out. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, um... You know how there was, like, Maple Ridge and Pitt Meadows? Oh, yeah, that was... Well, I mean... <laughs> hey, everyone... <laughs> Which was a part of Maple hey, everyone, Ridge? Hey, let me give... Let me explain to you the greater Vancouver area, <laughs> where Vancouver is essentially Porco Quitlam. And Porco Quitlam is essentially, uh... Pit Meadows, and Pit no. Meadows is essentially a, There was a river between there, Port Coquitlam it's, and, it's and true, Pit Meadows. It's true, there's a river But if you ever look at, like, a, a, a photo of Vancouver, the surrounding area, all, all those cities just, like, there's just an arbitrary line where you're no longer in Maple Ridge, and now you're in Pit Meadows. People call it, like, like Maple Meadows or Pit Ridge. or like oh, yeah. They just combine the names. So, you remember Newmarket, right? Yeah. For those of you who are Canadians, we mean Newmarket, Ontario. Yeah, we're, hey, we're going to go into a deep dive into where me and Aaron <laughs> lived throughout our childhood. So I would say that Riverdale is not as big as Newmarket. Newmarket was about 80,000. I, I never thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, that's why I said Maple Ridge. Maple Ridge just thought it was a small town. It was not that small. Just no one moved away. And <laughs> no one went to downtown Toronto. I mean Vancouver. <laughs> Vancouver. Well, no there, one went to downtown Toronto. I mean, what no craziness. one. Yeah, yeah, no one went across the country to downtown Toronto. <laughs> okay, but so downtown, how many people were in Maple Ridge? Fifty-five thousand, maybe. So we think Riverdale is about fifty-five thousand. I mean, I mean, it, has two, it no, only has two high schools. I feel like Riverdale is because I think the size of Maple Ridge includes Pitt Meadows. So let's cut off Pitt Meadows. We probably lose fifteen thousand. Okay, how many clubs were in Maple Ridge? Zero. I mean, no, one. One in a hotel. Okay. 
So Riverdale has skewed towards clubs and a gay club, but it's not good. Yep. Um, <laughs> and having a five seasons? A five seasons, five which seasons. again is just Riverdale's thing where they have nothing that is brand name. Anyway, that was just a little aside about just trying to figure out how big Riverdale is. Uh, okay. So Archie apparently made a video apologizing for the Red Circle. Yeah, he made an apology letter and an apology video, Aaron. just like Dr. Weatherby said. Aaron. Would you want to see that video? I really hope it's just Archie, like, sitting in his uh, shed being like, everyone, this one time I was angry <laughs> and all my friends took their shirts off and I didn't tell them to, but they just took them off. I just told them to wear hoods. Anyway, that's not important. I still have some shirtless guys <laughs> behind him, though. But now they have their hoods off. No, now they have their hoods on, but they but they have, like, sad postures. <laughs> Is it posing? They just like have their hands folded and they're looking yeah, down. They're still oiled, of course. <laughs> Naturally, and they're also still man boy teenagers, football players. <laughs> and yeah. I start to be like, so I was angry. And in this day and age of technology, you can just send your anger out into the world, and people see it. They respond to it. I didn't know that. I didn't understand the internet. But now I understand that if I make an apology video... It will every... go equally viral. <laughs> yeah. The, the internet loves apologies just as much as they love uh, drama. So... Oh, no. <laughs> also, I could stand really close to... The... People liked it last time. Now I'm really close to the camera. Hello. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then you have hired just like, I'm unsubscribing. <laughs> It's just a bunch of videos of Archie playing guitar. And I'm just like, oh I don't want this. <laughs> Archie's YouTube page is just him playing guitar. His sad <laughs> moody teen music. And he definitely does vlogs about like things that it's like him buying new guitar picks. Oh, he, d he does the uh, the shopping videos. Yes. He's like, oh, we got to go into earthworm mode. People, I'm not allowed to record in here, but I'm going to bring you guys along anyway. Wouldn't it be better if instead of Riverdale being about Jughead writing a book, it would be about Archie doing vlogs? <laughs> And every video just Archie just just being like, it seems like this town has had some sort of devil descend upon it. I don't know. The angel of death has come down upon us. That's what Pop Tate said. Trust me. I wouldn't exaggerate on this vlog. Never. Uh, um, okay. Now, the Black Hood made a big old mistake. He told Betty she couldn't tell her mom. She couldn't tell Jughead. Did he tell Betty she couldn't tell Archie? No, nah, Betty's a big hole loophole finder. <laughs> so she immediately tells Archie. I mean, she also says to him, like, we're, we're, we, we live right across from each other, so it's not weird to see no, us together. She says they live next door to each other, which is inaccurate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so confused <laughs> about the geography of that street. <laughs> She's a very bad reporter. Maybe Alice Cooper owns two houses. <laughs> one for Hal to live in and one for her to live in. Maybe. And that one's seems next door and one's across the street. And Betty just moves from house to house every other day. <laughs> Whenever she feels She's like it. She's a child of divorce. <laughs> a secret divorce. Because this town is dumb and no one knows anything. They're not allowed to be divorced. <laughs> What she does is she's like, okay, Archie, I'm going to tell you something. It's very important. And then she, like, just injects paranoia. She, <laughs> ma she makes a paranoid android out of uh, oh, Archie. Archie's like, oh, oh she's he's like, here right now. No, don't stop. Don't look around. Be normal. Be normal. <laughs> I am robot Archie, and I am normal. <laughs> so great. Great work, Betty. <sighs> so, um... 
then... So Alice Cooper wrote a real slam piece on just like about every- the incident. Yeah, but everything she could, everything she could find, she was like, "Turns out the Black Hood isn't what we should be worried. It's the, the, those the, those snakes from down down on the south side, and also there's other bad people around." And, and the lodges are, are doing a thing in the south side. Do you, do you remember when she had that mini stroke at the <laughs> at Pop's Diner where she just said everything that was bad? That's this article. That's this article. I'm surprised there was no reference to Jiggle Juice in this article. <laughs> jingle Jangle? Jingle Jangle. We can't call it Jiggle Juice. We know it comes in pixie sticks. It's just so dumb. But but that paper is being read by the lodges. They're Cor- all having a family breakfast. They're very upset because they have their open house. And I'm like, what? What open house? You haven't broken ground on anything. Yeah, they keep on saying the word open house. And they're they're talking about the, um, the drive-in that they bought. N- the drive-in land? That's the only land they own, is the so, drive-in land. wait a second. When Jughead didn't live with his dad, he lived in the drive-in, Until... which was also on the south side. He has always lived on the south side. Yeah, Aaron, it, it ain't good. <laughs> All right. It ain't good. Continuing on. <laughs> so, yeah, so they're like, oh, this is, this is problematic. We have to have this open house coming. Da, 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 da. Also, we have no money. So all of our friends from New York are going to come on down here and give us some money. I remember the OC where, where, <laughs> where Jimmy was blacklisted by all of his friends. Apparently known criminal. As written Hiram by Lodge. Alice Cooper in the newspaper. Yeah. Known criminal Hiram Lodge can still get all of his investors to come down. So he didn't embezzle from his investors? He only embezzled from... I guess other... No, no, I didn't steal your money. I stole, I stole their Ethel's money. dad's money. You know, <laughs> Ethel Mumps. <laughs> Mumps? That's not her last What's name. What's her last name, Kevin? All right, Ethel Mumps. It's Mumps. It's so sad. That's a bad last name. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Mumps. Change that. All right. But uh, one group is coming up is the Sinclairs, including their son, Nikki Sinclair. It's St. Clair, I realized when I looked up who the actor was. Oh. Not Sinclair, despite the boy, fact that's what everyone boy, says on that nobody show. Nobody in that show makes a very good show of that. No one knows how to articulate. So Nikki St. Clair is coming up and Victor- Veronica, Veronica is, is so excited. Yeah, because apparently they used to like, she, she... She alludes to this thing very poorly where she's like, he, he's a shameless flirt, but we never dated. And you're like, like so you had like, hookups yeah, with or, no dating? Or has he just been the worst forever? <laughs> it sounds like he's just been the worst forever. But it's Veronica's job to show him a good time because apparently this child has a lot of sway over his parents' business deals. Yeah, well, you yeah. know, you know, Veronica. I mean, maybe they also gave him one third of the company. <laughs> that's quite maybe possible. That's a th- maybe that's a th- like there was a talk between Hiram and all his business friends. Like, look, what you should do is give your kid a quarter, a third of the company <laughs> of the company. So if you go to jail, <laughs> they can bail you out. <laughs> sure. Uh, good business practices. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, meanwhile, so- Jughead at the bad school, where it's no longer winter because everyone's eating lunch outside. I don't know. It's after Christmas, Aaron. Aaron, when Christmas is done, winter stops. It has never been Christmas on this TV show. I have no proof that Christmas has occurred. It passed, though. We know that. That's true, because it's the second semester. Yeah. So, they... 
the serpents say that Dilton stabbed himself. And Which I no, still don't believe. And there's still not a follow-up on that. Like, <laughs> we don't get a follow-up on the fact that Dilton Doily was stabbed in the leg. They say he stabbed himself. I say the serpents did it. I don't know. But what you know what they do want to do? Put is a pipe bomb? Blow up a building. I'm like, there's, how can the adults let you do this? And at this moment, Jughead's like, ugh. You can tell in his heart, he's like, oh, no, I'm going to have to lead this gang. Damn it. Because <laughs> apparently the adults are like, hey, you know those teenagers who are technically serpents but are also, you know, 15? Uh, they they wanna, do what they want. They want to blow up a building. What do you say we just let them do it? Yeah, I know. It'll keep them off the streets. It'll keep, keep them away from that jiggle jam. There's no way a gang of well, like, that gang is a, is apparently yeah. been around for a long time. There's no way they're going to blow up a building because yeah, that's not how that's not gangs how a, succeed. That's not how a gang works. They don't they don't just randomly do stuff because they're angry. Because that's how teenagers work. Because then they're terrorists and then they get shut down. Yeah, he's like, oh, I can't get any, can't get uh. He's like, you're gonna make it worse. You can't get any worse. Like, yeah, yeah, you could be literal terrorists. <laughs> so maybe not. <laughs> maybe don't. And Jughead's like, uh... what do they want to blow up? Do they want to blow up the newspaper? I think so. Is either newspaper or something related to Archie? <laughs> yeah, because he's like, let me talk to Archie. <laughs> all right. World War Three. Calm down. Not going to happen. Yeah. So from all intents and purposes, from what I can see, Veronica just sits down and starts relaying the story of her weekend to Kevin. She's like, my friend's coming. We had this on again and off again, but we never really got together. And Kevin's like, Whoa? I want the camera to pan. And there's just like a student there he's holding hands with. It's just like. <laughs> And they're just we like, were, we were, we were, you know, you should probably just go. I'll see you she, later. She's not going to stop. She's not going to stop. Then, we'll, we'll continue this conversation. Like, all right. All right, Veronica. Tell me about this terrible boy. Sure. Then Archie wanders in and is like, what are we talking about? And then the scene's over. <laughs> well, I mean, I do want to point out that Veronica's like, that Archie's like, hey, what are we talking about? And Veronica's like, oh, don't be jealous. It's like, he literally has no idea what's yeah. going on. He was just like, hey, friends. Talking about stuff. So, mm. FP... No, sorry, not. Jughead. Oh, no, no. So, Jughead, at this point, is like, ugh, all right, it's happening. Yeah, he looks around his house for a little bit and makes mental contemplations. Then he puts on his serpent jacket yeah. that he was given at the end of last season. Yeah. Then he's like, fine, I'm not going to be a half serpent. Be a full serpent. Be a whole serpent. He's like, my father led you. And we're like... like so, was FP <laughs> the leader? He was the leader? Then why is Jughead continually surprised when people know of him? We need, and if that's the case, remember the woman that he apparently owes. I mean, there's 22 a episodes, so I'm not yeah, worried yeah. about it right now. But so if he was the leader, then why would she owe a favor to him? He's the son of the leader, or He's is the he leader. not? The, or is there? Is this? Is this an oligarchy? <laughs> is this? I mean, they're really weird. So FP is basically <laughs> just Brutus, <laughs> which means that tall boy, soft boy. Soft boy. Sweet pea? No, no. The other one. The oh, one who the gave one... him the jacket. Tall boy? Soft, soft boy? boy? Soft boy. So she's like, soft boy, you gave me this jacket. <laughs> <laughs> now I am Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't stab me, but I am Caesar now. I am Octavius Caesar, the one who does not get stabbed and successfully l- runs... Things. Look, I'm and Caesar. We'll figure out which one it is later. I'm Nero. 
And I will watch this burn. I will play the fiddle I do not play, but I will learn the fiddle for this moment. <laughs> now he's got this image of just like, I don't know, Southside High burning down and you just hear, hold on. Hey, hold up. Okay, I swear to God, Guys, I can do guys this. I'm sorry, I should have practiced. Hold on, everyone, I can do this. Dang it. I, I was just too busy running oh. the gang. Oh, beans. I'm not good at this at all. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm a terrible Nero. <laughs> cool snake motif, though. Um, so Jughead only gets to join the serpents if he goes through the initiation. <laughs> Which is an increasing number of trials. And it's like a video game. <laughs> so dumb. Look, I don't know much about gangs. And I know there are... Clearly are initiations, but for some reason, just seeing these ones that kept on going, like, it just, it's great. We'll talk about we'll go them. go through it. It's, it's a thing. Uh. So, um, Archie and Betty are hanging out in her room, and the Black Hood calls. I guess just they were just silently waiting for a call to happen. Because the... Okay. She had no reason to assume he would call. No, and also, I'm sorry. I, at this point, was like, the Black Hood knows Archie's there. Like, as if he doesn't know he's there. We Archie ha- is not subtle. We have, to, we have to assume the Black Hood is a magic man. Yeah. So he saw that Archie Andrews walked into that house and was like, <laughs> But he calls it Betty, and he says, like, he's, what it all counts is that he will, in exchange for her getting a question. Mm-hmm. He she wants has to, to do things for yeah. him. So first he wants her to publish something, and he sent the email to her. And it's a newspaper article about the time that Alice Cooper, although her name wasn't Cooper at the time, but it's fine. Alice. Who we know is from the South Side, because yeah. FP went on about that last season. Yeah, I mean, we know as the audience. Apparently. Weren't the kids there? No. Oh. No. I mean, no, no. They were, but he, but he like, whispered it to her. Oh, that's right. It was during the family dinner. Um. Yeah, well, yeah it was when, there was that one where he was, um weirdly threatening there's also yeah. there's one where she came, went across when she saw the party across the street oh yes that's right there's a few times where fp was like hey you're from the south side and all the kids were just like they're off doing something else so anyway she was arrested because she was a snake yes they, they say south side teen arrested and then released on bail and it's clearly a picture of 40 year old alice cooper <laughs> i mean they tried they sort of tried <laughs> they could have just found a teenager yeah. 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 But but they had to make they, had to be they clear. Also, they also do have Archie being like, Betty, is that your mom? Yeah. So it did. So it's yeah. Fine. So yeah. We know it. Which I mean, it'd be weird if if they were like, who is this teenager? <laughs> oh, it's just Alice. Is this Alice? I don't know. Ah, I see. <laughs> is this Al- see. is this Alice Cooper <laughs> on the bottom? <laughs> it's, so, just, just so you know, Alice. Yeah, Alice Cooper. Alice, soon to be Alice Cooper. <laughs> Um, so... So the first part of this, um, initiation, the first trial is is that Jughead has to take care of the beast, which is given to him by all these, like, people in serpent Serpent masks? They were... (laughs) What they looked like is the green meanie from season two of Scream Queens. Yeah, it was... It was serpent... It was lizard adjacent. Yeah. It's reptile adjacent. Sort of. Um, but the anyway, beast, the beast is hot dog. It's hot dog, like Jughead's yeah. dog, and it so, looks just like Jughead's dog from the comics. So just so just to keep running count, the first trial is a joke. Look after this dog, hilarious! <laughs> <laughs> but, the dog is smelly. But apparently, he has to take it seriously because Tony's like, "Yeah, everyone has to take care of hot dog." <laughs> it's our third hot dog. Like, oh, so you just keep the same name? So all Great, right, that's cool. cool. Fantastic. 
Um, so back at the rich school. Betty doesn't want to publish. And the- Archie's like, but Betty, Alice Cooper's always going after our friends. She has no journalistic integrity. Why do you have to have it? Yeah. Well, and he, he's, he's also just like, it's weird that Archie doesn't seem to understand the stakes in anything. He's, Ever. He, he's always just taking it at face value. It's like, no, no, be a jerk to her. She's a jerk to us. And then you get to ask a question. Yeah. That's but, good. But Betty's like, no, I don't want to put my mom through that. And Archie's like, but sometimes she's mean. So do you think we should give her meanness in exchange and then she will learn her lesson? No, that's not how my mom works. <laughs> Which is true. It's true. Uh, um, so back at what I... Okay, so I thought... We learned stuff in this episode about the world. I thought this was the Pembroke. And I was like, oh, Veronica lives in a hotel. That makes sense. It's not. No, it's the five... Seasons. Which is a fancy hotel. It's one more than the Four Seasons. But it's not as fancy as the Ritz-Carlton. Aaron, do the writers of the show not understand what seasons are? (laughs) It's called the Four Seasons because there's four seasons. Is Riverdale just spending way too much money on making, like, very attractive noir visual images and they have no money left over to pay royalties to refer to actual things from the world i don't i don't like care. would they have to pay money to the four seasons Aaron, if they was, actually said four seasons Aaron, i mean that was a joke you have to like that had to have been a joke had to be someone in the writing room was like huh, what do we call the five seasons Someone was like got it it's like what? no no you can't do that we can't just add one on it'd be like hey come to my, my amusement park seven flags there could be seven flags. That's more logical than five seasons because there's four. But this is a world that has Grindem and Teen Sleuthster. That's not as that's not a, yeah. But do you think this is also a world with five seasons? You know what? <laughs> yes. So there's so because so, what season is it right now? It's Riverdale season. It is snowy, but they can eat outside is, and have an outside open house, it and is also it rains. Snowy. So so what you have is you have spring. Okay. Summer. Okay. Fall. Yeah. Winter. Yeah. And sprinter. Schmarch. Schmarch. Yeah, schmarch. It's five seasons. There <laughs> the, we go. The five seasons of Riverdale. Anyway, the St. Clairs are staying in the five seasons. Yes. Great. And fancy-haired Nikki arrives, and he's definitely going to be a jerk. His hair says it all. Mm, yes, it's he, he's bad. He's, he's mm. a bad dude, guys. So, meanwhile, back at the Cooper house, Sheriff Keller's there and is like, I don't know. These letters don't seem like they're from the same person. My handwriting expert says that the handwriting was different. So, maybe there's like a copycat or maybe he was stressed out and I mean, then Alice Cooper he, he, butts he goes, in. Yeah, he goes for logical reasons. And Alice like, Cooper. Maybe a jealous, narcissistic teenager just wanted attention on her. J- J- Alice Cooper hates her daughter. And then... Sheriff Keller's like, um... Oh, (laughs) you're a terrible mother. Come on, Betty. The cipher was made from a Nancy Drew novel. (laughs) I mean, he said in the letter that he was upset. Is she she jealous that the killer's obsessed with her? Yes. And not... Yes. <laughs> yes. Why couldn't a serial killer be obsessed with my work? Why couldn't they have made a cipher about Southside references? Yeah. Why did? Wait. Who? Did, I guess he would just kill Southsiders then. It's true. Why couldn't I? Why couldn't I motivate a serial killer to kill Southsiders? <laughs> I'm a sociopath. <laughs> Sheriff Keller's like, 
I mean, we'll keep looking into this. <laughs> Look, I need to go. <laughs> I gotta get going. <laughs> and Betty looked at her mother like, all right, I forgot. All right, we're going to publish that mugshot. Archie was correct. <laughs> she just sends a text message <laughs> to Archie says, Archie, we're publishing the mugshot. Simple, concise. I and mean, I guess Arch- Archie just, like, uploads it in his head <laughs> to the newspaper and starts printing it. No, Archie takes it her back. It'll be in the paper tomorrow morning. And Betty's just like, like Alice Cooper would do. And Betty's like, but you don't have access to the blue and gold. I have access to all things, Betty. <laughs> This isn't even a text message. I'm just thinking these thoughts. Um, So at Jughead's house, he has to learn some snake bylaws. He has to learn six sentences. And it seems very challenging. Jughead has never been in a school play. He does not know the skill of repeating something and then putting your paper down and then saying it again. That's how you memorize things. So the second child to become a serpent. So one is to take care of just a smelly dog. Number two is to remember these six things and recite them while someone well they are just yelling at yes, you. Yes, and um, but the man, soft boy, soft boy, yes, yeah, soft, soft boy. boy, is essentially screaming the sentence at you in the form of a question. Yeah, and then you just have to rephrase it into a sentence back at him. Yeah. This is a very easy challenge. <laughs> but then the next the next trial is that he, is that there is a, <laughs> there, is a snake. there is a box. I mean. It's, there's a terrarium. Yeah. And inside that terrarium is a snake and a knife. And you got to get that knife. You got to reach in and get that knife, which is done off screen, but Jughead is bit. But it's okay because the snake has been devenomed. Yeah. So once again, with the escalation of these trials so far, it's take care of this. <laughs> trial one is a joke. Yep. Trial two is a school play. Yep. Trial <laughs> Trial three. three is reach into a pit with a snake the that you-, you don't know is devenomed. So you better have some really good natural immunities. Like, for some reason, if that child was first, I'll be more fine with it. But just, like, <laughs> the level of escalation. is just... But we learn from Jughead that he has realized he has to lead the snakes to stop the war. Yeah, he's like, these snakes are terrible. And Soft Boy isn't leading anyone. He's like, I gotta be FP. Great. The soft boy has to be the de facto leader now because he's the one we keep on seeing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the other guy was a bad guy and, and got real murdered. And it can't be Sweet Pea because Sweet Pea's 15. <laughs> oh my God. Is also what, 15. what if he's 28 and he just still goes to high school? <laughs> you know what? At this terrible high school, that seems possible. Just no one graduates. Ever. Even soft boy still goes to high school. <laughs> All right, I'll see you in chemistry, Sweet Pea. So, Kevin, my next point, I just wrote, damn it, Tony. I. She did something. Oh, this is when she came to warn Jughead, isn't it? No. 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 Like, the only thing we get... No, this scene ends with he grabs the snake and then he wraps up his hand as Tony tells him, like, stuff. Is is this when she says, like, everyone will... No, that's later. She says everyone will leave you. I don't know. I just don't like her, I guess. Yeah, she's really... She's not great in this episode. Not great. So, so ev- guess what, guys? Everyone in town reads the school newspaper. I mean, I have to imagine it's because it said that. It Aaron, must be. Aaron, if, if a school newspaper was <laughs> said, I don't know. I mean, this is why I think small town. That's why I have to figure out the size of this town. Because if everyone knows who Alice Cooper is, which we have to assume. Well, she is the editor of the real newspaper. Yeah, which is one of. Which and she loves everyone to shout. <laughs> That's true. Um <laughs> I have to mention that, like, yeah, if that gets out, people are going to start, like, spreading that around. Like, if, if your school newspaper put out... 
Maybe there's like 15,000 people on each side of the river for a 30,000 person town. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Maybe. Uh, but what we learned is that apparently Alice tore it out of every public archive. Because that's how that works. I'm like, no, like libraries have things like that. And you, you can't go into a library and just steal some microfiche. Yeah, I was going to say, you're not that old. Microfiche still existed. Microfiche exists right now. I've done microfiche um, research at, uh, at university. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is... <laughs> you don't have control over the internet, Alice Cooper. Yeah, and, and how... If, if this town is this small, people would know if someone went from the south side. Like, people would be like, oh, that's the um, owner of the newspaper. She used to be a serpent. She used look to be at, a serpent. Look at how good she made. Yeah, we we all know because we all know. Also, no one knows FP is a serpent. Does not compute. <laughs> Let's go back to season one. <laughs> no one. No one. Has been a secret. He's, He's the leader. leader? <laughs> there's, a, there's 11 question marks at the end of that one. I just can't. I just can't. I don't know. But Betty, but Betty like tears into her and is like, hey, it's. You're bad. You're ba- you're you're a bad person. I'm out. To Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. What are you drinking tonight? Well, Kevin, as our audience knows, I have a secret love of vill- it's not secret. I have a specific love of Village Brewery. Village Brewery is a local brewery in Calgary. I'm sure you can't get their things anywhere than Alberta. But they have really cool, um, like, design on their bottles. They have really cool shtick where each of their their beers is, like, a person in the village. So there's the village wit. There's the village blacksmith. There's the village... Friend, <laughs> just everybody's friend. There's, I mean, sometimes they stretch it a little Aaron, bit. Is a village friend or village friend? Oh, well, they have another one that's called the village squeeze. That's so not, that's obviously this village, the village is friend. weird. This village is weird. Or they have one that's like the village maiden, the village blonde. <laughs> Here's one blonde in the village. <laughs> they they certainly do stretch, they stretch it. What's this one? So this one is the village merchant, and they have a drawing of a gentleman on it. He looks like quite a merchant. He's got some hipster glasses. He's got some pierced ears. Yeah. Okay, so to be to be clear, when we talk about a village, like this is not a guy from like the 1600s. No, this is this like guy a today from, village. Yeah, this is from 2017. He's got himself like he's starting on some spacers in his ears. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're riding really high. Uh, he seems to be wearing, I think, a vest. I think a leather vest. Could be leather. Yeah, with with a uh, with a collar. He's got a nicely trimmed beard. He's got some uh, good half moon glasses, like big ones, the big half moon yeah, glasses, yeah. and some nice coiffed hair. So I mean, he's he's on point. This is a merchant who owns like some sort of camping store. Um, like, no. I mean, like Arrow and Axe and Kimberly, like the hipster camping store. <laughs> ah, a camping store, a, a camping. glamping store, if you will. Yes, where it's like, oh. Do you need all copper mugs because you're going to drink Moscow mules on your camping trip? Hmm. Do you need a flask that says, write drunk, edit sober? You do. I always feel like it's it's more like, hey, do you want these, co- these uh, copper mugs that you can put in your downstairs uh, wet bar 
to make it feel like you're camping for that rustic feel. You're going to drink some beer on the back porch? Well, you <laughs> need to wear this flannel. One, it's just like camping. <laughs> so um, that's the village merchant. That's what he sells. Awesome. His beer is a Hefeweizen. Guys, for someone who likes beer, I should be able to pronounce things better. Anyway, it's delicious. It's light. It is a 5.2 alcohol volume. It tells me to take stock and drink responsibly. Um, oh, let me read this to you because you guys love that. Our merchant has wonders in store. Today's feature is a crisp, bright brew of fine Alberta wheat and genuine unfiltered hefe wheat yeast. At opening time, we give the merchant a, den- a gentle tap, releasing the hefe's lingen... I'm saying that wrong. Legendary banana and clove flavors. We pour and a delicate haze rises in a golden glow capped by a sturdy snow white head. We take a sip and we know and the merchant knows we're sold. Okay. No, you can't in one sentence both use merchant as an allegory for a person and for the name for your beer. Because it gets really weird around the middle there. We're like, we give him a tap and he ex- and he excretes his spores. <laughs> Guys, I feel like I always say I'm going to take pictures of my alcohol and post it. But this time I am taking a <laughs> picture of this bottle because people need to see this. All right. All right. People do that. need to know. I do that. So, Kevin, would you like to taste the excretions of the spores of the village merchant? No, there's too much unintentional body horror in there that I just, I can't do that. I can't do that to myself. Ah, I just swallowed some delicious spores. So, Nikki, Veronica, and Archie come back from their dinner. Yeah. Their event. They they had a night out. Yeah, they went to somewhere. They had some fun. No, no, they had dinner because they said dessert. Oh, that's right. Right. And the dessert is cocaine. Is cocaine. It's a real drug. (laughs) And Veronica used to do that real drug. Like, yeah, I mean... Sh- like I, three months I, ago. I can... <laughs> um, six? Three. Uh, September. Nick says three. But she wasn't there three months ago. September? October. October. Okay. November. Unless, unless if for some reason the second semester starts in November... <laughs> Anything could happen. Maybe they're on a trimester program. In this dumb town where time doesn't exist. Uh, We also know Veronica kept the cat ears for when she's performing with the Pussycats, which she never really did. Hasn't done since the one time she filled in the first season. And then the other time she didn't do it, so Cheryl could do it. Don't worry, guys. This is going to come up this episode. Which which I feel like she's just doing to prove to Nikki. It's like, no, no, I, the ears no, are a thing. No, look, I don't just have them to be hot. I'm in a band. <laughs> I'm in a band, Nick. I'm really cool. I'm in a band. <laughs> oh, the love of the Pussycat dolls just do, like, yeah, screw it. You're here and you're there. Sure. And whatever. I Sing some verses. I don't care. Uh, Betty gets your question. Her question is... She phrases it very elaborately, but essentially it's, would I recognize you? And, okay, once again, I, I, I said this after we recorded last week, that I have to stop assuming the show is lying <laughs> to us. And I don't think it's lying to us, but so she says, will I recognize you? And he says, yes. Here's the problem with serial killers. Mm-hmm. They're narcissists. So they assume everyone would recognize them. So this could be someone that Betty has seen at school has seen around town, and because he's obsessed with her, like, of course you would recognize me. We're bonded. Maybe he's secretly been in the background of every single crowd scene, and we just haven't realized. <laughs> and it turns one. out, what does the science teacher look like, Kevin? 
Is he a man? He, Does he I, have green eyes? I'm pretty sure he's a man. I don't know. <gasps> I don't. I've, here, here's like, guys, it's, it's Clifford Blossom. It's, it's clearly Clifford Blossom, but it's also not someone I feel like we know because they did such a thing of like his eyes. Yeah. That I don't. That there's no one there who we haven't seen their eyes or something. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's going to be someone she doesn't know. But he knows her. And, and then we'll have all these flashbacks of the scenes where they've been together. They're going to edit him digitally into first season footage. <laughs> it's going to be just like when we saw those scenes of Summer and Marissa <laughs> watching. Um... There's going to be that shot. <laughs> oh, yeah, watching that show. Yeah. There's going to be that shot of where they're all watching the video. Video of uh, Clifford Blossom killing um, uh, Jason Blossom, and he's and just, just behind and he's them. Gonna, he's going to pop up, being like, "Oh no!" <laughs> Gasp. <laughs> <laughs> so, would I recognize you? Was not a good question, Betty. No, but no. but once again, I have to assume the show. Like, yeah, okay. So Betty would recognize him. It's someone she knows. She's a teenager, so whatever. So anyway, he moves on to his next level of threatening where we realize that he's essentially holding her emotions hostage. Yeah. I. So I wrote this down later, but I think now's a good time to bring it up. This is literally the perfect serial killer for a teen drama because he's, he's essentially being like, feed me drama and I won't <laughs> kill anyone. <laughs> as long as you get... We just explain what he's doing. So she has to cut out all of her sinful friends starting with Veronica. Yes. So she needs to like... So she already did it with her mom, effectively. Yeah. Uh, but now he's like, oh, no, now you need to, like, cut ties with that, that da- daughter of a philanderer who and, was com- a, and an ex-con. Yeah, who was complicit. And Betty's like, no, she wasn't. And he's like, think about it. <laughs> she's like, no. She l- wasn't. <laughs> Look, she dumb. <laughs> but she wasn't complicit. She hates her dad real much, except now likes him because her mom, Cray. I think she still hates her dad. But her mom more? She doesn't much like anyone right now. No. So there is just this scene with Betty and Jughead that just has the weirdest energy. They're acting like they haven't seen each other in weeks. I have to assume it's been two Two days. days. Yeah, two days. Um, one, d- two days, two days. Yeah. Cause, well, yeah. well, cause we know cause it started right off. So she got the call one night. She had yeah. one day where she had to publish that, that news that wait, did that new, did the school newspaper come out in the evening? No, we have to assume that was one full day. Yes. So there was the day she got the call. Yeah. She went through that day. That day ended with, I think, um, she said she's going to Kel- publish it. Yeah, Chef Keller coming over. Then the next day happened. Right. And then that day went through with stuff. And then it was that night when she got, got the phone call again. The phone call again. So this could be later that night or it could be the next day. Either way, it's been like two days. I don't know. But they're teenagers. Um, and Jughead is going through some real stuff. But he doesn't really tell her about it. Yeah. All he wants is to run away. Yeah. So they can be like Romeo and Juliet, except that everyone's happy. Yeah, there's probably better metaphors. I mean, I guess if they both run away, then. <laughs> We'd be like Romeo and Juliet. Oh, no. We can be like Bonnie and Clyde. Um, Thelma and Louis? Um, no. You know what? I don't think people who run away together survive. <laughs> no. We can be like Polly and Jace. Oh, no. <laughs> Definitely not like them. God, no. <laughs> we could be like the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's be like the Beatles. <laughs> let's get two more people than be like the Beatles. And then let's steal each other's ideas and break up, and then one of us can hole up in New York. <laughs> This is a this is a long term plan, Betty. <laughs> long term. Oh, Jughead, Jughead wasn't who brought it up. Yeah, yeah. 
No, no, Betty did bring up the, the Romeo, Romeo and Juliet, Juliet thing, though. It's both a bad one. Okay. But essentially, Jughead's like, I wish we could leave. And Betty's is very noncommittal <laughs> about everything. So then, off screen, the Pussycats and Veronica did a performance for Nick. This scene is insane. I like what? how it cuts to the end of the performance. like, oh. I was wrong. <laughs> like, what What happened? How did he convince you to perform? Did Veronica help? Because Veronica performed with them. Where are they? Why are they here? Josie doesn't... I don't, Josie has no investment with this man. But apparently she's like, wait, this random guy I've never seen before? Thinks we might not be good? Oh, no. Well, uh, no. Then he's like, well, why don't you come to a party? And then Cheryl comes in. She's like, hello, I am Riverdale High's it girl. And you look like someone who's not from here. I can tell by your hair. So. And your dead eyes. It girl with me? I come too. Um, and then Betty comes on in. She lies to Archie about not having received a phone call from the Black Hood. Because there's people around. Yep. Come on, Archie. <laughs> like, a la- later she's like, I lied to you. It's like, no, you didn't say it when there was a crowd around. Because it's supposed to be a secret. Yeah. And then Veronica invites her to the party. And Betty's like, oh, no. Smash cut to the five seasons, which does not look good from the outside. Or from the inside. from the inside. It looks like they're in, like, the community room in a (laughs) mid-range apartment condo complex. I mean, those chairs, definitely some of them were stolen from the um, the shared space down, like... Oh, the bottom yeah. floor. Are, are they in a hotel room? Where They're in, like, the community room. I mean, no, they're in the hotel room because there's a bedroom next door. Ugh. It's, it's just... not good. The party's not... The party's lame. Because no... Okay, so you know Who's how there? parties work? Yeah. Music is on and you talk to each other. Right. And neither of those things are happening. Right now, right now the music is off and Nikki's talking. <laughs> so at this party, we have the Pussycats. Yep. Including Melody. Yep. Good for her. Good for her. And Valerie. We have all three pussycats. And Valerie is just going to ignore Archie yeah, yeah. forever now. She has no more lines. Yeah. We have Nikki there. Yep. We have Veronica there. Yep. We have Cheryl. We Cheryl. have Kevin. Yep. We have Betty. Yep. We have Reggie. Yep. And Archie, obviously. And Archie, yeah. And Nikki pulls out a handful of Jingle Jangle. And Reggie's like, I hooked him up! Yeah. And you're like, okay, Reggie. Reggie is the sole distributor of Jingle Jangle <laughs> at, so. at Riverdale High. He's got a connection. Didn't, didn't Miss Cooper take a photo of him dealing, like, take, no, no, he bought drugs from someone. No, he sold ju- drugs to Moose no, and Reggie. No, yeah, sorry, Moose and Midge Moose got and Midge. sold drugs. But if the ghoulies, oh, right, okay, I was like, but how did he get the Jingle Jangle? Because he got in that fight with the um, snakes, but then I forgot the ghoulies distribute yeah, the Jingle Jangle. Yeah, the snakes don't sell hard drugs, right. they just... They're a very bad gang. I don't know what their gang does. The show doesn't want them to be that bad other than threat. Other than the the teenagers who want to blow things up. But the grown-ups are just like, hey, we're hardworking folks who would like to have jobs and also ride motorcycles. What if if, the the (laughs) adults are just a a club? You're like, no, we just hang out, man. We're just a motorcycle club. Yeah, we talk about how much we like our motorcycles. (laughs) And the kids are like, we're making it on the... Gang stage. So, like, no. So when that other guy killed Jason, they're like, whoa, that's not what we do. Well, we don't threaten people. We don't have weapons. What's wrong with you? Anyway, so. So, yeah, Nikki is jingle jangling. He's like, hey, everyone, 
let's do let's do this drug I just heard of. And then Cheryl's like, yeah. Well, and Reggie's like, whoa, no whoa. one's no one. I mean, the only people we hear from for a while is like Veronica doesn't want to do it and. Archie doesn't want to do it. And then he straight up just, like, fear pressures Veronica. And I don't know why she changes her mind. I guess because... I know. Because she remembers her dad being like, you have to keep Nikki happy. Yeah, I guess. So she does some drugs. Um, So she does some drugs. Then everyone does drugs. Except for Betty. And Betty is... Okay. This is a dumb party. It's very annoying. Betty is doing what she's supposed to do. She's getting rid of Veronica. Yeah. I kind of agree with her. <laughs> okay. But she's a real stick in the mud. I, yeah, she's a real stick in the mud. Hey, the, my main problem is I still don't know what Jingle Jangle does. We sort of see this, and I get it's a party drug, but Cheryl's clearly on ecstasy. And then, like, Cheryl some people might are be on sort a, of making out. Yeah, Cheryl might be on a different drug. And, but Kevin's just co- sort of, like... Sitting there next to her. Yeah, so he, I think he might be hallucinating. She's on X, like... I don't... It does so many different things different people. And then as soon as Betty's like, this is awful, then everyone loses their high immediately. Yeah, it sobers them up, which is not how drugs work. It's how TV drugs work. And then Betty tears into Veronica with some things that are true. I I don't think we're (laughs) supposed to think they're true, but they are. Yeah. Because Veronica's not a very good character or person. Yeah, she's not terribly wrong. Like, I feel like she was like... Oh, man, I could just be honest right now. Veronica, you're the worst. You're pretty vapid. You wouldn't hang out with us if it wasn't for circumstance, which is absolutely true. Oh, completely. Yeah. <laughs> she would, if she could leave that town, she would probably she would. be sad. She would probably try to bring Archie with her. And then Archie would be like, my programming will not exist if I leave too far from my home. And then they'll have a moment where she drives away and sad, and then in a few weeks she'll just forget, forget him. She'll be like, I dated a guy once. What was his name? Andrew, Andy. I put kins on the end of it, but I put kins on the end of everyone's name. Abraham, Aby, Abraham Aby kins? kins. It was Abraham Kins. That's who I dated. I dated Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> this is where Tony goes to see Jughead, and there's another trial <laughs> called the Gauntlet. If he survives it, yeah, he can be a snake. Also, she tells him that. All of his friends, all of his north side friends, his little girlfriend, they'll leave him once he's a serpent. I'm like, how? Because FP still had north side friends, so I think you're wrong. Yeah, he had north side friends until he... Stole from his friends. Until he screwed it up. Mm -hmm. If he had not screwed it up, he would still have north side friends. In fact, at the end of it, he still had north side friends. Because guess what? Luke Perry Andrews is the best. Yeah. It's... It was essentially Tony does this weird, like, almost fourth wall about how, the, about how the gang life is hard. Basically, what she's doing is she's making a move to be a new abusive girlfriend who no. separates him from everyone who loves him. Yeah. So that he'll only listen to her. Absolutely. Because that's what abusers do. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, Nikki is ju- so Nikki gets aggressive with, with Veronica. He's like, what? I've never had a party with such drama like this. And I'm like, what? Like, absolutely not. That is patently let's, untrue. Let's move on, Nikki. So he does, He's I guess, some... I'm going to call the friend zone thing. He does the, like, oh, but, like, you're, we're always hanging out, and you're such a tease. And, uh, and then he gets some real rape face going on. Yeah. And at that point, he's dead to then me. She, then she slaps him, and he seems 
legitimately confused about what just happened. He's like, how did that not work? Well, they tried to kiss you. But but hold on. I was aggressive and domineering. Women why, like that, don't they? Why, why didn't that work? And I like how throughout the night, the, the show made it so clear to us <laughs> that she barely, like, he says, oh, you barely even looked at him. She only looked at him. I know. It's, I, 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 it's just so great. It's so great the way they, they set up that he's just the worst. Just the worst. Just the just worst. Just the worst. Uh, um, so speaking this, of just the worst, Betty sits at the worst bus station. So, Kevin, I have to ask you something. As Betty sits on outside of town, I in, guess in the in the yeah by the five seasons, the murder bus station. Did Betty give the Black Hood his own creepy lollipop lollipop ringtone? Yeah, so the lollipop lollipop goes up. I, I it did not go off when she first got the phone call. So, which so means did she, she assign him a ringtone? Which is impossible, Aaron, because... He uses an unknown uses number. an unknown number. Unless it's every unknown number. So, <laughs> she, so, she, so what she did, she went through and she changed every known number that she had. To her specific ringtone. And then changed her general ringtone to Lollipop Lollipop for atmosphere? Ambiance? I don't know. Oh, God, this is going long. I know. <laughs> There's so much. There's so much. Okay, so um, he calls. Um, like you now, you need to break up with Jughead, or else I'll cut the ties for you. So he's gonna kill Jughead if you just break up with Jughead. Great. Yeah. So the next day, Betty tells Archie what's going on. She says, "I lied to you because I couldn't tell you in front of other people." He hasn't attacked or killed anyone since he started talking to me. So it's my responsibility so, to keep him from killing. I'm gonna people. say three days. Yeah. He. I mean, he hasn't three or four killed days. anyone ever. But... I mean, yeah. I mean, he killed Miss Grundy, not in Riverdale though. Once again, in Greendale. <laughs> yep. So he killed Miss Grundy. But the reason she really told Archie about this is because she wants Archie to break up with Jughead for her. So can we talk about how this one once again I wanted to bring up the fact that Archie doesn't seem to understand the stakes. Yeah. Because he's like, no, you can't, Archie, uh, Betty, you can't give him what he wants. She's going to do, like, if, if she was just like, Archie, if I don't break up with him, he's going to kill Jughead. Then Archie probably still would have been like, well, we don't really know that. Yeah, but if you break up with him, he'll be sad. And sadness is bad. Sadness is worse than death, is what I've learned <laughs> from teen dramas. I am someone who cannot die. <laughs> but I understand this, clearly. So, even though Archie is just the worst at lying, she sends him off on this job. <laughs> we do get this long, lingering shot of him just being like, uh, he does that thing from Friends, where Joey's like, if, something, if someone gives you bad news, just try to like divide 642 <laughs> by 303 in your head. He does that, that is what like, he's he, doing. He's like, uh. <laughs> Except that Archie is legitimately being like, parsing out human emotions. Oh, no. So go to the Lodge's quote, unquote, open house. Where it is 100% no longer winter. It's in a tent. And everyone's wearing sleeveless dresses. At a construction site. Because that's what an open house is. Yeah, I feel like they just, the writers are like, I don't know what the term to use. I guess an open house? Sure. It's a launch party. I guess. Yeah. I was, it's not even a breaking I, ground party because they already broke ground. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, hey, the owner of this project's out of jail party. So here we go. Um, uh, sir, so Hermione actually talks to Luke Perry Andrews, which seems great, except that it turns out she actually just wants to, like, use a little bit of his popularity. Yeah, she's like, hey, everyone loves you. Why don't we take a photo? Please stand by us. Prove, <laughs> prove to everyone that my husband did not shoot you. Great news, Kevin. The father 
of Betty Cooper is named Hal. Not Pete or Mike. As we remembered, his name is Hal. He does get some lines this episode. Yeah, because he, Hiram talks to him. Oh, he also said it earlier, but yeah, no. Yeah. He, uh, he explains that Alice decided to stay home because of or the whole the cell side The publicity, so he's going to cover the event by himself. And then we thought Cheryl walked in. Okay, we... We have to preface it with the fact there's a thunderclap. There's a thunderclap, which might have been in the show, because everyone yeah. responds to it. Yeah. We look over, and then we do, a, like, the full... A slow pan up. And she's wearing red, or like, Cheryl? She's wearing, like, knee... Or, like, uh, gladiator high-heeled sandals, and, like, shorts with, like, a She's wearing the short shorts, with a, <laughs> short shorts with a cape. A waist cape, a, a train. A waist cape, a waist cape, but you find a train. And a soup, like, cut down to the belly button top. Yeah. With a serpent necklace. And at that point, we're like, oh, no, this is Alice Cooper. Why? Why? We, hey, spoiler everybody. We don't get a follow-up to this. Well, Hal looks at her and she says, shut up, Hal. Which, I, was she saying because was Hal saying, like, you, like to making her say home? But it seems like, like... What? No, I is think she, she is she trying to lean into by having the serpent necklace. She's got to be leaning into it. She's trying to lean into it, but that doesn't make s- sense. <laughs> so things are going to start cutting around pretty quickly, but there is a short scene where Nick apologizes to. Um, he tries to be cool to Veronica. Yeah, and he explains that he's had substance abuse problems. He's been in and out of rehab we're for get, the past three. We're months. getting real Bolivar vibes here. <laughs> real Bolivar. No, man, I'm in rehab. Uh, I'm dealing with my problems not very well. Oh, no. Look at this girl. I like her. The girl is Cheryl. Yeah, then Cheryl comes in. So meanwhile, we go over to Jughead's house. Archie... Arrives at the worst possible just time. Just Archie's it up. Yeah, he's like, Jughead, I need to listen to you. Jughead's like, oh, come... See, really? You guys have left me alone all episode. <laughs> Jughead is so meta this season. He's always <laughs> like, this is where... We're, gonna do, we're doing this now, huh? You have left me alone for the entire episode, and now you're here. Great. All right, fine. And then around the corner comes the serpents. And Archie and the serpents have a showdown. Well, Well, a look down. Archie combines his anger with Betty's mission, which is to (laughs) to tell Jughead to say, Betty said before we left, we can do this, and then we just walk back from it. And Archie is like, no, you're terrible. Stay away from Betty. She's wanting to break up forever. You're a serpent. Okay, so at this point in the episode, I had a few thoughts. One, Betty does not think the Black Hood is seeing her. I imagine he probably was because he's a magic man. Yeah. Um, but Betty doesn't know that. Why would it? Because she told Archie because they walked together. But then Archie came to the room and she still kept talking about it with him. I feel like she could have told Jughead at some point because, secretly. And also... They, too, would naturally hang out together. Yeah. When they clutched hands at Pup Tate's... And she Pup leaned Tate's, in? Yeah. She could have sneaked him a note or something. Unless mm-hmm. Black Hood is like... Mm-hmm. Like, she, she could have played it like he was watching and still probably gone away with it. Or, when she sent Archie away, he could have told Jughead. The because, truth. Because the Black Hood cannot watch both Betty and Jug and Archie at the same time. And the Black Hood loves Betty. So he would not... Follow Archie to see what Archie's, Archie was saying. But Archie is too angry, and also Archie can only do what he's told to well, do. Yeah, Betty didn't tell him also. also maybe tell him, like, he, his life isn't... Tell him what's going tell on. Tell him what's going on. You don't understand. Instead, he, like... It, it, he just, it, like, it, engages this insane programming. And legitimately breaks up with Jughead. And then Jughead's like, well, I'm ready to die. And <laughs> yeah. Cole Sprouse is real good. Yeah. Like, he's had some clunky dialogue this season. 
but he kind of breaks your heart in this I mean, moment. He's, he's got good. He's got good face emotion. Yeah. You can play around clunky dialogue. Yeah. And I, I'll give credit. Most of the actors in this series can play around some of this clunky dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. so. <laughs> okay. So let's go back to the party. Yeah. So Cheryl comes up to Nikki and is. She's flirting with him, right? She's been flirting with him all yeah, along. Yeah. She's, she's absolutely down to clown with this. Damn clown. So he decides that he needs to roofie her. He he is so just the worst. He literally has someone who is interested in him. Shallowly, shallowly obviously. It's all Cheryl can ever but be interested in But she would have hooked up with him. But he's like, oh man, this woman's interested in me. I better drug her. Better make this a sure thing. Like, I feel like it would have been better if the series made Cheryl not as, like... Into him? Super into him. Because that... Cause, yeah. Yeah, because what he was doing is, even if she was into him, what he was doing was still super wrong. But I feel like it would have, I would have been less of like. It makes him even more. I'm just a, I was like a no. doof. Yeah, it doesn't make him more villainous. It just makes him a doof. He's like, like, the only way I can get a woman is through this. Yeah, which I'm like, holy crap. That's probably the only way he <laughs> manages to get through a woman. This guy is legitimately the worst. But, <laughs> guys, guys. Guys, yeah. As soon as the roofie hits that glass, yeah, here I'm just like a little speech. No one cares. Well, he talks about how the crazy that building's going to be, and then the pussy cats come up to sing. It is daytime. It is suddenly nighttime because they are going to sing <laughs> out tonight from Rent. Because the pussy cats only sing their own music. Okay, when they sing the Archies, I was like. Sure, maybe in this world we're supposed to imagine that... They are the Archies. They are the Archies. But Rent 100% exists in Riverdale. And why are you singing the song about stripping and doing heroin? I mean, it's also about convincing a guy to go out with you tonight. And do heroin and get AIDS. He already has AIDS. She doesn't. Yeah, she does. Oh, right. He doesn't doesn't know that she doesn't. You don't know Rent at all. (laughs) This is about she, how nighttime is when you need to prowl. She also is trying to convince a recovering heroin addict to do heroin. Well. It's a bad I mean, bit. Because she already tried to. It's complicated. It's better in the stage play where it seems a little bit more <laughs> of condemning it. I'm just talking about the damn movie, which is like, yeah, yeah, Roger. Why didn't you do heroin with her? Why didn't he kiss her? Why didn't he light her candle? Which is a metaphor for doing heroin, Aaron. No, light my candle is a metaphor for sex. Also heroin. No. He's going through some things and he doesn't need heroin. And he doesn't need all of his friends standing on the street staring up at him on his... No, he needs to as go... As they sing about doing heroin. He needs to go out and experience life. Which is fine. And open his heart to other women. Other women who could love him. And their only problem is that they're strippers and heroin addicts. But, but he's they a have recovering so much, heroin addict. But they have so and much love. And his girlfriend love, died. But they have so much love in their hearts. From essentially heroin and AIDS. She only died of AIDS. And heroin. Don't shout at me about rent. I know rent more than you would ever know rent. <laughs> One time I wrote Ren fan fiction, and by one time I mean like 17 times when I was 14. <laughs> this is a bad song for these 15-year-olds to be singing. 15? And also Josie, I mean, Victor- Veronica plays with them. Because 14. I assume her dad's there, so she has to. 14-year-olds love Ren and no one else does. <laughs> so um, the gauntlet is essentially a Klingon. 
It's a Klingon bar mitzvah. <laughs> I mean, that was all. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's a Klingon bar mitzvah. And what, <laughs> what Strokin has to do is walk through a line of just tough looking boys. And get punched. In the stomach a bunch. And not die. In the face. This doesn't seem particularly. Doesn't seem to prove anything. I feel like the rattlesnake was a lot more like a test of courage. Yeah. Because you don't know that rattlesnake's not venomous. It could just kill you right out. This is walking in a line of a bunch of people punching you in the stomach, which don't get me wrong, hurts. But Cole Sprouse is so ripped. But like, it's like in they're a punching weird a brick wall. Good work, Cole Sprouse. I mean, yeah. So anyway, while the pussycats sing out tonight. <laughs> all right, we can intercut. They're just this like... is all intercutty. And like everyone's sad in different parts of town. Like, for some reason, for some reason the, the, the juxtaposition or the comparison, whatever you want to call it, between out tonight and Veronica, not Veronica, Betty being sad at a window was the funniest part. Also, Archie is sad at Pop Tates. Well, and also Betty's part is over the spot on the line where they say meet a stranger. Yeah. And like, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> um, so while they sing out tonight, Veronica sees. Veronica and Josie. Yeah, both see Nick just wandering out there with a stumbling, stumbling Cheryl. And, and they're like, ooh. <gasps> I mean, because very clearly, like, they they know what's going on because, Sh- yeah. Cheryl would never get drunk. Come on, this is Cheryl. She yeah. loves chaos too much to let herself fall into chaos. Yeah, I mean, she only did drugs at the party and then took more ecstasy afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> this jingle jangle ain't strong. This is just crushed up Adderall. This just makes me focused. I'm going to take some of my the ecstasy I always keep in my pocket. I also like the, the, the theory that, that Nikki just always has drugs on him. He just... He, he, just, brought, he brought a roofie to the open house of his parents' investment. Yeah. He's, he, he's bad. bad. He's real bad. So as Out Tonight plays behind them. Yep. Because time is a fluid construct. Yeah. The Pussycats, all three of them, all four of them, because it includes Veronica, yeah. run into the five seasons. They run up the stairs. They see Nick lay Cheryl on the bed. Yeah. And then they just start kicking just him. Kicking, just, just kicking so, the hell out of him. Veronica punches him in the face so hard that he goes down. And, and we're like, good, good. And then it's just like. They're just kicking it's, him. It's just three women. Four women. Because one of them's with Cheryl. Just kicking him on the ground. And it's like, holy. In the God. stomach. In the butt. In I'm the like, face. I'm like, that, in guy the is, like, that guy's dead. It is more vicious than the gauntlet. <laughs> yeah, like it's intercut with the gauntlet, and this looks like it hurts so much more. It feels like some sort of like revenge <laughs> for just like all the stuff that's been coming out in the media, and even though what? this was shot beforehand. It's great, but it escalates fast. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the things where it's like, yeah, you go get it, but whoa, whoa, you're really getting it. I mean, it's. I feel like it also showed us a lot of like what. Of the of the people on the up, this is the thing. Whenever you have a violent scene, mm-hmm. it doesn't. Ju- it's it shows things about both sides, and it shows that Veronica and the Pussycats are violent. They have got some rage. Kill Pussycat, kill. <laughs> that was a, that was. I guess that was the title in the in the first, the first season. season. You couldn't use it for this one. No, but they should have. <sighs> well, um, Betty has an address. Yeah, the Black Hood wants Betty to go to an abandoned house so she'll know who he is. And then there's a gift in the house, and then inside the gift there's a hood, and, and she puts put on the hood, on. and then she, she looks turns in a around mirror. and there's a mirror. They because realize she... they're the same. Well, no, he says they're the same, and she's just like, 
What are you? T- so she's the Black Hood, metaphorically. And then she takes off the hood and runs into the night because no. Yeah. Although I did have a moment in my head where I was like, wait a second. Is the Black Hood a manifestation of Dark Betty? And then I was like, no, the Black Hood's clearly well, a man. No, yeah, we've seen it. He's clearly a man. We know yeah. he's a man. It would be so much more interesting. It would have been insane if it was like a jack, like a Jekyll and Hyde thing, (laughs) and like she transformed into a middle aged man. I guess. I guess that would have been bonkers. I would have loved it. Uh, So Archie gets a call, and they all run over to see Cheryl. Betty's there too. Because I forget that Cheryl's their friend because it does not seem right. Cheryl does not have friends. It does not seem right, but they're always there for Cheryl when uh, when she needs them. So she wants to press charges because this is bad. Also, she wants him to burn in the burn in hell, and I'm Which, like, well, like, yeah. Not, I mean, yeah, that's going to happen. That's not a call of yours, yeah, Cheryl. He, he he's a bad dude. He's going to burn in hell. Cheryl, we all know you think you're a witch. You're not a witch. You're maybe half a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> um. Then Tony is a real ambulance chaser. She's so proud of Jughead that he survived the gauntlet, and he can't keep this a secret from Betty. And then he says, "Betty broke up with me." And then she and then, waits. No, like, th- then there's a full. Five seconds of silence. Where she's, like, counting in I her can, head. Yeah, you would see her counting. And it's like, that's probably long enough. And then she kisses him. I'm like, Tony, Tony. Then I threw my beer bottle to the floor. Tony, I was chill with you when you first appeared. Stop it. And I want to like you because your hair headband combo is always well, and, so on point. And she's a good character because she's a Southside character who's sympathetic to Jughead. Yeah. Which is what we which is what we need in the series if the series is going to be about that. So but, it would uh, be but, nice but, if she didn't want to jump his bones. Except he's like, literally, he's like, nah, we broke up. And she's like, oh. So you're single then. So now's the time for Tony to shine. <laughs> it's the equivalent of when, um, oh, there's, there, I, I learned a name for it. It's Thirst Responder. Thirst responder <laughs> is when someone puts up that they're single on Facebook, and then the, the people who message them after that. That was so funny. It broke my lungs. <laughs> okay. And, uh, there's one last scene. Betty gets a call from the Black Hood. The Black Hood wants to kill Polly. Yeah, because he knows she's been talking to Archie, because sure, he's a magic man. And he will kill Polly unless Betty gives him a name of someone else to kill. <laughs> so, of course, he gives him... Nick St. Clair. Nicky St. Clair. <laughs> Who, <laughs> I mean... She she was at the Cheryl thing, right? Yeah, she was. Okay, good. She I knows don't, about him. I don't remember seeing this scene. I thought just from that the party, she well, was like, ah, this guy seems like a dick. No, she's not the Cheryl thing because Veronica was like, he's obviously done this before under my nose and I didn't know. And then Betty's like... It's not your fault, Veronica. <sighs> Line read. Yeah. Uh, so That's the episode. So my favorite thing about this, right quick before we get into our moments, yeah. is, is, is the fact that they introduced a character and just made him the worst they could ever make a character. Someone worse than Miss Grundy. Yeah. And, and to essentially be killed. Yeah. Like... like so, Aaron, very quickly, do you think they're going to kill him? Yes. Because I, I, I didn't know if the next thing was going to be, like, her, like, taking it back or something or, like... No, you... I think they're going to kill him, and I think she's going to be tormented. I think I think if they kill him, they're probably going to kill him 
right before the credits next episode. Mm. Because Mm -hmm. I don't think Mm -hmm. they're going to draw it out for an episode. I hope they don't draw it out for an episode. But yeah, right before the credits would work. Yeah. It will be... uh, No, not right before the credits. That's not how the series works. It would be that thing where Jughead is talking. Oh, yeah. We'll see him being killed. He'll be in the woods for some reason. And then Betty will just be so... I guess he was kicked out of his hotel room. They did throw... No, they were in Veronica's room. Okay. Because they saw her fashion. Okay. All right. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so apparently the serial killer, I mean, if he kills him, then yeah, you've killed two people and they're both sexual predators. So the show is really making a statement about sexual predators. I was, I was kind of, I'm more happy them doing this than if they just left it the other thing. I'm like, we don't need an episode of you telling us that rape is bad. We all know rape is bad. But if you want to create a rapist to kill him, I'm good with like, that. Sure. Rapists sure. should be <laughs> sure, it, it, not it, alive. Sure, you got, you, I told, I did say you needed to kill a character. So, and so you introduce, and you did, you do exactly what you said. Introduce a character, and then kill him off. Make him bad. Kill him off. Use him for drama. So, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. Throughout this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? I sure did. So a CW moment is where logic is just thrown in the garburator, and what emerges from the garburator is drama. That is not how a garburator works. That was a bad metaphor. No, it's not. That's not how it works. My moment is when Jughead Jones strides into the White Worm, which is the name of that weird bar. Right. It's White Dragon. By the is it supposed to Y? White worm. Yeah, it's both a Y. It means it's yeah. a dragon, not a snake. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a thing. Dragon and a snake are the same. He strides in there wearing his jacket, and he says, You followed my father. You'll fo- follow me. And I realized that FP is only the leader of the serpents when it's convenient to the show. When yeah. it's convenient to the show that no one knows he's a serpent, that's no kno- also true. No one knows he's a serpent. And, like... It's, if he's the leader of the serpent, you all done know he's a serpent. Also, if that's true, then this gang is insane because it also works like a monarchy where it's like the child of our leader shall be our new leader. So has been ordained in this crazy book that we wrote about 40 years ago. And like... He's not a very good leader. He's forever trying to not be a serpent. Yeah. He's forever trying to better himself. So, but his existence makes the serpents better. I don't know. There are some like far reaching repercussions of this one small moment that I just have not pursed out in my head yet. Yeah. Because he's the leader for drama. Except for when he's an unknown serpent. Yeah. For drama. Yeah. Kevin, did you find a CW moment? I found a CW scene. I decided I would just give it to the scene. Because the scene is just one extended moment. Mm-hmm. And that's the scene at the end when Betty goes to that house mm. in Fox uh, at Fox Forest. Yeah. And she has to open up a package and put on a mask. And then the guy's like, we're the same. And I'm like, this serial killer is – he's – the serial killer is a metaphor for the audience. Serial killers are really into the long con. Who really just wants drama. He wants people to be emotional. He wants them to, like, 
you know, have these heightened emotions that they don't normally have. He wants friends to have get in fights for no reason. He wants breakups to go through for no, like, just to get the drama out of it. And if he doesn't get what he wants, he's going to kill someone. Kevin, is the Black Hood Pennywise... So that he feeds off of drama, drama and not fear. I am very excited for episode 22 when you get Archie, Cheryl, Jughead, Betty, Veronica, Kevin, and ah, Moose. Moose deserves it. And they just <laughs> beat, beat him clown. to hell. <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's also a clown. He also <laughs> is a clown. They just go into the sewers and they just kick that clown. They just beat up, just, just beat him to death with baseball bats. It's gonna be an. Ex- it's gonna. This season is gonna go on an arc. It's gonna be an exciting season finale. It's gonna be intense. We called it here. Also, he will be Clifford Blossom. Also, he he will, Clifford Blossom is also a monster for drama, which is why he gave the town jingle jangle. And also his what if suicide? Also his suicide question mark. And at the end, just before he died, she just goes, drama, and then falls. <gasps> That's what really happened in the barn! That's a dumb part of it. I don't want to spoil it, but if you haven't read the book or watched the original miniseries... You know. You know. You know. You know. Uh, so, hey, if you liked that, you should uh, you should give us a, a rating. Or This is a long episode, I know. it was. We, there we, was just so much to talk about. There was so about. much to talk about, and we went off on a lot of... It, let's not lie, this is very tangent-heavy. It's so hard not to tangent, We just kept goofing. Uh, but you, you should like give us a, a, a rating, a review, a subscription on Apple Podcasts, or you can, however you catch us. You can also interact with us. We have some social media. We're on Instagram. I don't post a lot because I don't know what you guys like. Just like photos of things. People just like photos of things. I'm just going to take photos of my life. I'm going to use our show Instagram as my personal insta- Instagram. Yeah. And if you want to hit that up, that's Podcast Moa. Podcast MOA. That's also our Twitter. That's also our email. Yeah. Podcast MOA at gmail.com. Yeah, that's a uh, hit us up. Let us know. Do it. Will Betty really recognize the Black Hood? What will Jughead do now that he's a real serpent? Will Tony please back off for one day? Just a day. Just a day. For answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mystery, Outsiders, and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? <laughs>